0: Welcome, everyone, back to the PFM Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Blewis, joined by PFM Betting and Fantasy Analyst, Kyle Sapi. Kyle, it's finally here. Championship weekend. Going into the postseason, these are three of the four expected teams to make it. Well, I guess nobody really expected the Cowboys, if you're a believer in just history and just teams choking. But going into the season, if someone told you these were the AFC-NFC championship matchups, it wouldn't be the most shocking What I think probably was most surprising going in was the Ravens hosting ASC championship being the one C, but you were maybe the biggest believer in the Ravens of anybody going into the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson is what it takes to kind of win at this level. I mean, if you're talking about a team built for success this time of year, what do you want? You want an athletic quarterback that can pick up yards down the stretch on those tough third downs. You want a field goal kicker that can make field goals and win games, and you want a defense that can keep you in every game. To me, Baltimore checks every one of those boxes as much as any team in the league, and they have for a couple of months now.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, and I think they are, this is not a hot take. I think they're the best team alive in the postseason, Agreed. and I think... Their head and shoulders even above San Francisco, which is quite funny because if you go to the like potential Super Bowl odds, the 49ers will be favored against the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I'm not sure how Sign much it's yeah, I'm not sure how much is do with liability. And yeah. I think it's I'm not a big believer in taking the regular season matchup too seriously to forecast mm-hmm. how it'll go in the postseason. That score while the Ravens dominated. They had a lot of lucky interceptions off of deflection. So I'm not trying to read that into that too much. Having said all that, like you said, they're just such a complete team. Like, I don't know what their holes
1: are. There isn't one. I mean, you could point to the running game, I guess, if you're not a big Gus Edwards guy and you've got Keaton Mitchell hurt and all that stuff, but the running game involves Lamar Jackson, who we all trust inherently. So I I'm with you there. They don't have an alpha wide receiver one. Like San Fran's probably got two guys that are better than any one that Baltimore has. I get that. But, and then they've got tight ends. They've got an ant. They've got a solution to every question you want to throw their way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I will say one thing though, that 49ers don't really have a weakness either. The one thing you would say is one, like kind of stopping the run as we saw against really, yeah. in their, in their matchup last week against the Packers and Purdy sometimes could be a liability depending on the atmosphere and his surroundings. But looking at this weekend, really clean forecast in Santa Clara where Levi stadium is 71 degrees and sunny. And if they win, they're playing in a super bowl that's in Vegas and yeah, they're an in a <laughs> So yeah, but the big question really will be Debo Samuel, the health of that offense. Yep. And when they're all together, we'll get more into that later, but we'd we'll start with the chiefs Ravens. Spread consensus is three and a half, but it's got up to four at some shops. Spread opened at around three, three and a half. Surprising territory to see Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Yeah, He's made the AFC champs every game of his career. This is the first one on the road and the first time that he is an underdog. But that's why this is how good this Ravens team is. And I want to get more of your thoughts on where you're leaning with the spread. You know, I think I know where you are any players you're targeting for this game, then I'll have you tease your SGP. But I want to just get into it first that I'm over the Ravens in this one. I'm not betting it heavily because I have some futures on them in the Super Bowl that I'm not trying to just add more liability to. But sure. all season, the Chiefs offense just wasn't the same that we've been used to in the Patrick Mahomes era. It's been a different beast of the kind of winning more defense. But we saw last week their offense have their, I think it was their best performance of the season by EPA per play. But a big reason of that was they're just attacking and taking advantage of depleted Bills defense, especially over the middle, where they're down to maybe picking up you to play linebacker if they lost anybody else in that game. And if there's a strength of this Ravens defense, it's their ability to defend the middle of the field and that linebacker and that safety. And they're just not going to have that same luxury in this one. So that's why I love the Ravens here. I want to get your thoughts, though, on um, what you're leaning towards in this matchup.
1: Yeah, I tend to lean that way. I probably play it on the money line and try to get involved other ways, maybe halftime, full-time, things like that. Just because laying more than a field goal to who I think could go down as the greatest quarterback to ever play the position isn't the most comfortable way to spend a Sunday. So that's probably the direction I go, but you said it. The supporting cast just isn't the same for Mahomes. And like we've seen it with LeBron James. I know you're a basketball guy. He took the Cleveland Cavaliers as far as they could go. When he was first there, he got him all the way to the NBA Finals. And what do they do? They run into a buzzsaw because eventually talent's going to win out. I don't care how great your greatest player is. And basketball is completely different because a star player can drive that much. Patrick Mahomes can't make tackles. He can't even catch the ball for some of his receivers. So if I'm going this way, it's going to be Ravens. But most of my liability in this game will be in the prop market more than the outright
0: or total. I will say one thing, too, that's not working in the Chiefs' favor. I'm pretty. You mentioned the receivers. I'm pretty sure they didn't have a single drop in last week's game. You're thinking regression to the mean. Well, are there chance of that happening two weeks in a row? I'm not so sure. And there's kind of maybe this thing I saw someone compare. This kind of hits home for me as a Knicks fan, NBA guy, basically comparing Mahomes to Jordan and Allen to Ewing. They kind of own okay. that matchup from a confidence sure. standpoint. The Ravens, teams really had those postseason battles. Maybe they go in. A little bit less confident, and one factor I thought that really didn't get talked about enough in the Chiefs Bills game last week was that the Chiefs had two days extra rest. Mm -hmm. That's significant. When both teams played in really bad weather conditions, that really was not factored enough. And for this matchup, one day difference not as much of a factor.
1: Yeah, no, I like that take. I think that was sharp, and you mentioned it and. Yeah, the weather's not going to be nearly the issue that it has been. So I'm with you here. I think you got to go to the Ravens. But again, betting against Patrick Mahomes, not comfortable. If I'm going to go to Mahomes, I don't think he throws an interception in this game. I think we see a clean sheet from him. He's had 11 games as an underdog. Five have come against what we would call strong pass defenses. The top 12 in a handful of metrics in those games, 159 passes. He's got one interception to show in those games. His ADOT down 8% when you get into postseason play from the regular season. So I think we see, I don't want to say game manager version of Mahomes because that gets a bad rap, but I don't think we see the ultra aggressive version. No interceptions for Patrick Mahomes and about even money.
0: No, I, I like that for sure. Um... Is there anything now that every no every week you do SGPs for these standalone articles, these same game parlays? Great way of getting a nice little payout. Every sportsbook has boosts and offers around oh, SGPs because yeah. they want you betting them because <laughs> it's great for the house. Yeah, they definitely oh. don't win more often than they lose. Um, why don't you give the uh, listeners a little bit of tease for your same game parlay article that would be going out on uh, Sunday morning for this game?
1: Yeah, we've got Mahomes in there, so that's one leg down. You already know where we're going there. I've got a running back prop in there that you guys might, might catch you a little off guard here, but the story behind same-game parlays is telling a story, and Brian yep. mentioned it, the house is – the house wants you to place these kind of bets because it's hard to do It's hard to tell the exact story for how a football game or basketball game or baseball game whatever is gonna play out because there's so many ways to get to the right answer You could say the Ravens are gonna win There's a million different ways to get there But if you nail the game script and everything kind of falls into place with how you whether it's them leading low scoring high scoring Everything like that there's a way to really pay off a four or five six to one same game parlay That's what we got cooking for you Mahomes, no interceptions is part of that this week. I'll let you see the other two legs on Sunday morning.
0: There you go. And moving on to the next matchup Detroit Lions at San Francisco 49ers. The biggest wild card, biggest factor here is Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. He was a limited participant in practice yesterday. It sounds like he's a very, he's as much of a game time decision as it gets. 50 50 to 50 50 chance right now has been reported. We're recording this on uh, Friday morning. So we'll we don't have as much information as of now about his availability for today's practice. If he upgrades to a full participant bit, but uh plain and simple, this offense really just isn't the same. They don't have all their horses together. We saw that this wow. year when the three games where they didn't have Debo and Trent for the full game, that they scored 17 points, pretty sure, in each of those three games, and they went 0-3. And not trying to get into the whole argument of is Purdy actually good or not. I think he's definitely got to give him some credit for how efficient he's operating his offense, but he's not close to that tier of guys. Like, and that's no slight to him. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Not many guys are in this category. He's not in that Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen tier that could really lift a offense on its own without all the top, all the top playmakers, without the best playmakers, Weather aside. So that's certainly a big factor here. And I mean, against your Green Bay Packers last weekend, you could argue that the Niners should have lost that game. I mean, Purdy was oh, yeah. begging to turn the ball over, especially in that last drive. He got a lot of credit for leading down the field. But if they didn't score, all the blame would gone to him because he was begging to give him the ball away. But I will say going into that matchup with the 49 with the Packers, I was really concerned about the Packers defense because of jugging out 49ers offense. 49ers offense struggled to their standards, but arguably they're playing a worse defense this week in the Detroit Lions. And I think the Lions have that home field advantage in Detroit when they're hosting the first playoff game in over 30 years. And just how much that city has been starving for a good football team. I don't think that home field advantage game talked about enough. And I forgot what the exact stat was, but the Lions have played a lot of their games in domes this year. And even though this is not going to be like, weather's not going to be a big factor for this one. That's still definitely concerning that you're going to go from playing a bunch of indoor games to now you're playing outdoors on the road. Not the toughest environment, but it's not they're playing at Los Angeles Chargers either, where there are no fans. So for this one, I'm really torn. Seven and a half now. Seems like a lot of points. I like the Niners when it was below seven. I have a player prop I like for this one, most importantly, though. But um, I'm going to get your takes first on this game.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, the Lions come into this being a little disrespected, but I do think the 49ers are kind of that good that they can take advantage. You mentioned this offense. They were putting up 30 points every game with Purdy prior to that little bump in the road, whatever you want to call it, those 17-point games in the middle of the season. They're back to clicking to at least a reasonable degree. I think they left points on the board last week against Green Bay. Maybe they do the same here. and. And maybe the Lions push them, but if I have to pick a side here, I'm siding with the favorite, and it it doesn't feel great going into this, but I think we've got two elite teams. You mentioned Baltimore kind of being a step above. If you want to make them one, I think San Fran's on their own tier too, and then you go below that for Detroit and company. So I would go with them. I'm going to go like halftime, full-time to get me closer to even money here as opposed to laying a big number over a touchdown in a playoff game against Jared Goff and company, but... Yeah, I I don't see how San Fran doesn't control this game. That doesn't necessarily mean they win going away. Seven and a half, you leave yourself open to the back door, which is
0: always a concern. But yeah, if I'm playing aside, it is the 49ers in no other way in this one. I think I'm usually not a big fan of halftime full game combinations, but if there's anything to do that for, it's the 49ers. Because if they're going to win, they're going to have to have a first half lead. Last week was their first come from behind win the fourth quarter. Yep. I forgot how many points in the Shanahan era. This is a team that once they ha- once they start the neutral game script and they get out to a lead, they're pretty much they're virtually unstoppable. with The positive game script and they're so good, especially so good the lines they can sit on it. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, if the lines can stop them. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you finished your thought, and, I was, and I'll expand on that.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure the Lions can stop him in any game script, but if you get into a game script where the 49ers are comfortable and they have McCaffrey functioning on all cylinders with or without Debo, obviously you prefer Debo be there, but I think Ayuk's in for a big game and Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. you just can't count him out.
0: Yeah, it's basically just comes down to that. Shanahan's is like the best play caller and scripting drives. And once you have that lead and get out to that lead, it's much easier to do that versus when you're a bit more of a panic mode and we saw the 49ers against the Ravens a few weeks ago when they were down by a lot of points, and their play calling was still how it usually would be in a neutral game script. A lot of right. screen passes, play action, not like not, not much traditional drop-back passing or passing out of the gun like most teams do when you're playing from behind. So that's why, I really, I'm, that's why I said I'm generally not a fan of this type of bets because they kind of come off as traps to me. But if there's anything to do it for, it's definitely the 49ers. I'm, I'm sure that went into your thought process when you, um, when you, when you, when you were giving that out. 100%. And if, if I'm
1: going to do it that way, it's to get around these key numbers. If this thing yeah. dropped to 6.5, then I'd be far more willing to take the spread and say, oh, they get there in the end. But around these key numbers, I think San Fran wins, and I feel good about that. But around a key number like 7, 7.5 where this is sitting – I don't want that trap. Once I get through halftime with the lead, I just want to be rooting for a winner. That way me and San Fran want the same thing. They don't give a damn if they win by eight points, they win by six points, they win by one. So once we're on the same page there, I feel a lot better about it.
0: Also, I want to say too that you talk about seven key numbers, six, six and a half is getting very close to that territory too. And yeah. A huge example was a Lions game last week. It's the Buccaneers. I had Buccaneers spread plus six and a half. They score that touchdown late in the game. Eight point game comes down a two point conversion for we the spread. For the cheer, I mean, you know. we're not gonna get an analytics argument right now. I think me and you uh, both are more are we're gonna be on the same side. Analytics. Yeah. We understand the importance of them. We understand the why. I thought that was the right call, but I also liked it because it gave me a chance at covering the six and a half. Sure. Sure, and it's funny how analytics gets brought up in this
1: negative light for the NFL and all that stuff. It's going to have a massive impact on how these books set lines and how betters attack these lines. Because like you said, previously unkey numbers, I don't know if that's what they're called, but non-key numbers are kind of factoring in now because you've got two-point conversions, you've got missed extra points, you've got things that are making these scores look a little wonky. To where is the off numbers are kind of key. Every half
0: point matters, especially this time of year. All right. Um. Now let's move on to the player props where my favorite bet of this game is Jameer Gibbs. I mean, this guy is sensational. The only concern is he doesn't get a lot of volume. But mm-hmm. when you're such an explosive big play back, I'm not as concerned about the volume of carries, especially when your lines are still relatively low. And we saw last week that if you look at the raw rushing defense numbers for the 49ers you would think oh this is a very good rushing defense but they're a little skewed because as we both know and everyone listening knows they pretty much dominate all their games this year and they pretty yeah. much had double digit leads of their 12 wins only one of them wasn't by was wasn't by more than one score and that was because of a last second field goal by Sean McVay to really cover the spread. To cover, so yeah. I mean, yeah. exactly. So so to give you some context, during the regular season, the 49ers run defense was 26 in EPA per play and 24 the success rate. And we saw that last week against the Packers where Aaron Jones ran for over 100 yards on 18 carries, including a 53-yard run. So that's why I like for Gibbs. I got his over at 45.5 yards earlier in the week and his longest rush over for 13.5. A, a little bit juice on that. Both those have gone up slightly, but I still like both of those plays there. Before we get into your favorite player props and teasing your SGP, what are your thoughts on uh, running with Jameer gives in this one?
1: I like that, especially if you're kind of, I mean, they're correlated, right? If he goes over, even if it's now 15, 16 yards, if, if he hits that longest rush, you have to think he's getting his... 10 to 12 carries, and that's gonna be enough to push him over the total. So I like correlating those plays. Unfortunately, you can't do those in same game parlays with the longest yeah. rush and all that good stuff. They're a little too correlated for that, but I do like your train of thought when it comes to betting that angle. And I actually like it when it comes to betting our kind of our halftime, full time angle here with the 49ers, because if they're gonna get up, if the 49ers, then Jameer Gibbs is gonna be in the game. If yeah. they're playing from behind, Jameer Gibbs is gonna be in the game and that puts you open to these third and 14 draw plays that could be eight-yard gains or your 15-yarder. There's it opens you up to a lot of avenues with to whereas if this is a game we think they're leading, you see a lot of David Montgomery, you see a lot of ground and pound, you see a lot of ugly kind of runs that way as opposed to needing to hit the home run, needing to go for the explosive play. So I like where you're going based on the story that we are telling. And that story is that of the 49ers. If I'm going that way, it's Brandon Ayuk. And I wrote this up before Debo Samuel got hurt. I'm sticking with it. I don't see any reason to fade it. Over 80 and a half receiving yards for Brandon Ayuk This season, San Fran has played five games against bottom 12 pass defenses. Detroit definitely qualifies as much. He's catching almost 79% of his passes in those games. He's averaging almost 120 yards. I only need 81. I don't need 120, but I might get there. He's got a 28-yard catch in each one of those wins. I think he could hit a big play. So we're looking at longest. I, I'm, Brandon Ayuk is basically my version of your Jameer Gibbs. Longest yeah. play
0: over touchdowns. Give me everything. I'm going Ayuk in a big way on Sunday. And we saw last week. Well, we've known all season that the Lions, their defense, their biggest struggle Fulterals. is defending the pass, big plays. <laughs> Mike Evans last week, eight catches, 147 yards. 29 yard reception. But I um, really like your play there. And going back to that point with Gibbs and the point you made about them still leaning on him in a negative game script, their pass rate over expected 25th in the NFL this past season, which is kind of surprising with all the hype around Ben Johnson, how innovative that offense is. But that's important to know that if they do fall behind early, they're not just gonna go straight to passing there. And so let's get your so our predictions were both expecting a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. Yeah. Early prediction, you would still, you would take the Ravens in that matchup, I'm guessing.
1: I would, and there's going to be, we're putting it out today about the hypothetical matchup, so keep an eye out for that on the site about matchup spreads, potential picks. But yeah, yeah, I think the Ravens are the best team, so I'm going to favor them no matter who they're playing in this spot, assuming they get to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, for sure. Real quick, one thing I want to touch on is that for these playoffs and during the regular season, lower totals than ever, you would see so many ones in the early, in like the low 30s, mid 30s, and you would maybe get like one or two in the 50s at most in a given week. The total for this game is definitely, is definitely someone that better is going to be eyeing because yeah. you have two of the best offenses in the NFL. Lions defense is really bad. 49ers offense, maybe they come back to life this week after Debo missed a chunk of the game last week if he's healthy this week and the weather's gonna be a lot better, no rain. Total, though, is at 51 and a half. That's the yeah, key, num- that's such a key number. That's a high number, too. Do you have any um, thoughts here on playing the over or under in this one? I can't get there just because, and I, I was the same way with the San Fran game last week because I
1: thought they'd beat the brakes off of Green Bay, and the idea in going under was that if this game's a blowout, it's gonna go under the number because one team might score 30, the other team's not getting to 20, though, so that's the problem here and because i think it i think it's got a better chance of being a one-sided game than it does a super competitive game so it takes overtime out of the equation it takes funky score two point conversion onside kick all that stuff out of the equation i think san fran wins this game i'm i'm looking for something along the lines of
0: 31-17 so give me the under not
1: not convincingly but i'm going under
0: and i'll probably play it one factor here that plays into your favor with that pick is that I mean, Goff has played at San Francisco a lot in his career playing the NFC West, but everyone knows the narrative with Goff in a dome versus Goff outdoors in five games outdoors this year. That's very low, by the way. It's a little bit more than I said earlier, but five out of uh, 17, that's not very much. And five ro—five starts outdoors this year, five touchdowns, four interceptions, 6.47 yards of attempt, 82 quarterback rating, 252 yards per game, much lower than his indoor averages. So that's something to be cautious of for sure. You have two quarterbacks that aren't the best outdoors, but weather's not going to be factor here, so I wouldn't be super concerned about that. But that's a wrap for a Conference Championship preview. As Kyle mentioned throughout the podcast, teasing his SGPs, he will have his same-game parlay articles out. Sunday morning. In addition to that, we'll have picks articles for each of these two games and player props and touchdown scorer bets. So make sure to check all that out at pfmbetting.com. And good luck to everybody with your bets this weekend.